The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Steve Merrill will step up and join us in a couple of moments. We'll talk some college basketball and NFL football with Steve. Memphis Grizzlies win their 10th consecutive game. Big time win. Place was rocking uh, tonight in uh, in Memphis. So uh, there's only three teams that have never had a 10-game win streak in a single season before. And it's, it's amazing to me. So the Washington Wizards... The Washington Wizards slash Bullets, and that's crazy because the Bullets and the Wizards, the Bullets were good before. The Bullets won a title, right? Like, the Bullets were good. That's the first NBA Finals that I watched, Seattle and uh, Seattle and Washington. And it was actually on tape delay. And the NBA, that's <laughs> crazy, huh? It was, on, it was on tape delay. Like it came on after the local news. Type of stuff, and we'll, you know, we'll show you the NBA. And you know, I remember watching the NBA like at one in the morning, and uh, you know, like it already happened and stuff. But you didn't know there was no internet, so it's not like you knew who won. Uh, so the uh, Washington, the Pacers—that's amazing to me. The Pacers, like the Pacers, had some really good teams. You figure at some point Reggie Miller would have a ten-game win streak, right? Uh, the Orlando Magic, another one as well. The Orlando Magic used to be a really good team. I mean, they, they had superstar players. They went to the NBA Finals. They were, you know, you know, if you remember, the Orlando Magic used to be a Christmas Day staple with Penny Hardaway and Shaq, Nick Anderson. They were big time. You figure at some point they would have had a 10-game win streak. So, no, three teams remain that have never had a 10-game win streak. The Wizards, the Pacers, and the Magic. College basketball tonight, kind of crazy stuff went down. In which uh, USC, uh, USC, and Baylor came into the day undefeated. And this this is amazing. Tuesday was the fourth time in the past forty seasons that all of the remaining unbeaten's lost on the same day. Coincidentally, each of the previous three instances featured the eventual national champion. <laughs> all right, so so basically. Who's going to win a national championship then? Either USC or Baylor? And I'll tell you what, sorry, Trojan fan, you're not winning a national championship. Maybe in football in a year or two. But you're not winning the basketball championship. Good team. Good team, but you're not winning a championship. So here it is right now for handicapping purposes. We just told you, take Baylor. That's amazing. So it's only the fourth time in the past 40 years that the only remaining teams lost on the same day. Today, USC and Baylor... 
January 19th, 2019, Michigan and Virginia were still undefeated at that point in time. They both lost. Virginia went on to win the championship. In 2017, Villanova, Arizona State, and TCU were all still undefeated. They all lost on the same day. Uh, they were the only undefeated teams remaining. They all lost on the same day. Villanova won the championship. And going back to 2006, Duke, Florida, and Pittsburgh on January 21st were all still undefeated. They all lost on the same day. Florida won the championship. Take Baylor. Oh, yeah. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. This is us. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to be that depressing. God, that show. Like, I'm all for reality, man. The reality TV I like are sports, all right? If I wanted to watch couples argue and stuff like that, and, like, people, like, being told that they have cancer, like, uh, <laughs> I'd watch videotape of, like, uh, conversations with my ex-girlfriend, right? Like, this is us, the final chapter. You've been saying it's the final chapter forever, all right? You've been saying it's the final chapter forever. So, yeah, th- this is us with Gabriel Morenci. As uh, we break it down in the late night hour, Steve Merrill's going to step up in it and uh, kick it uh, with us. Uh, I tell you what's more entertaining than this is us, Kodak Black. Kodak Black was getting it uh, going on uh, tonight at the Florida Panther game, but but it was just some dirty dancing. It was just some grinding. It was just some twerking. Um, just some twerking, although he does, you know, he's got millions of hits out of this, and uh, he's rocking. Uh, you know, he's, 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 living, he's living his best life uh, right now, <laughs> so to speak. He's, got, he's giving, like, foot massages in the, in, in, in the suite. Although I'm sure I think the Florida Panthers would probably uh, appreciate him not uh, getting jiggy with it in, in their luxury suites in, in the future. Or at least close the blinds. Uh, at least close the blinds. So listen, it was a chaotic day today. And uh, the USC Trojans were undefeated. They lose. Uh, Baylor were undefeated. They lose. Texas Tech uh, gets it done against the Baylor Bears. Memphis get it done against the Warriors uh, tonight. And I tell you what, this Memphis Grizzly team... One of the funnest teams in the league to watch. And Morant is one of the you know the funnest players in the league to watch. His explosiveness to the rack. And you know, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're they're for real. Like this is a dangerous basketball team that they've got a little postseason experience. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They're a physical team. This is a team that I think can play with anybody uh in the Western Conference. I don't think they're intimidated by anybody. And you get some massive numbers right now on the Memphis Grizzlies as far as futures are concerned. So we'll get into uh, the NFL uh, playoffs and the the line movement. I don't understand what's going on with the Raiders and the Bengals right now. Like, how the hell were the Raiders? How are the Raiders three-point underdogs on their home field against the Chargers? Yet now it's four and a half on the road in the cold in Ohio against the good Bengals. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, 
and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger match with class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branson. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Wagertalk.com. Steve Merrill steps up. And always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gabe. Doing well. So, Steve, unfortunately, uh, the tribe were shut down uh, tonight, although that's been a common uh, common theme as uh, the one of the hottest uh, spread-busting uh, teams in college basketball has got an opportunity to cover for the third game in a row. William & Mary shut down once again, Steve. I don't know. They might have to refund their season tickets uh, soon, considering how many games have been canceled this year. Yeah, it's funny because uh, the last three have all been road games. They've all three been canceled. So I've yet to get some of my money back, although I don't know if that's how it'll work or not. We'll find out Saturday because um, they play James Madison here. And it's interesting because Northeastern and James Madison played tonight. I was like, oh, that's good news. That means the game should happen because the two cancellations last week were because of Elon and Wilmington. So I assumed it was Charleston tonight. But the more I've dug into it, apparently it was the William & Mary side of things that postponed the game tonight. You know, Gabe, in the CAA, you only need seven players and one coach. So it's pretty hard to imagine you can't get to that. And when Mary had four guys out a couple weeks ago, when they won those two games as big dogs, they had four guys out. So that's a minimum four that have to be healthy now, I would assume. Um, So I think they'll probably play, but it might get pretty ugly if they've only got like seven backups. Yeah, and let's be real. When you're not on ESPN and you don't have a big-time television contract, people aren't really going to notice. Like, how many people tonight even noticed like, the William & Mary game was right. canceled besides uh, degenerate gamblers such right. as ourselves? Uh, but I'll tell you what. Um, so, listen, college football is done, and you know everybody just sort of jumps right into the college basketball right now. March Madness after the Super Bowl is the next uh, big event. Uh, coming up, and Baylor and USC came into today as the only undefeated teams in the country, Steve. Not anymore. Uh, They both get knocked off, obviously both as favorites. Uh, Baylor blew a double-digit lead against Texas Tech tonight, 15-point lead against Texas Tech tonight, and the USC Trojans fall to the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, Iowa State cover, Kansas win late, but Iowa State and the Cyclones did get the cover. The dogs were really barking tonight in the big-time college basketball market. Yeah, and of course, you know, both uh, Iowa State and Texas Tech slow down half-court defensive dogs that were catching basically double digits, you know, so that is always worth a look, and that's how those games played out. Uh, The Kansas game also stayed under the total. We talked about that game earlier today on Wager Talk, uh, on the college basketball show at wagertalk.com, and I liked, actually, I leaned Kansas in that game, and I leaned over for the reason, but it went under and underdog. 
Um, so that is something to keep in mind with these games. And the uh, same thing happened with Texas Tech Baylor. They won the game outright as an 11-point dog. It stayed under the 135 because, once again, slow down half-court style. So sometimes these slow down half-court defensive dogs, when they do cover the under, is worth the correlation sometime with two-team parlay. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com with us. I am Gabe Ramsey. Uh, Steve, uh, looking at the association before we get into the National Football League, uh, Steve always likes to say, don't try to catch a falling knife. And uh, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're a sharp knife. They're a samurai sword uh, right now, winning their franchise best 10th uh, consecutive game tonight against the Golden State Warriors. One of those sort of midseason statement type of games that I think Memphis are letting everybody know that they are for real. And they are for real. This is this, they're, they're a good basketball team. They're a young team. Uh, but one thing that stick out to me about Memphis, guys, how strong they are, actually. Like if you look at their dudes, like they're they're very good shape. Like they're physically conditioned. They have a lot of thick guys on their team. They've got a lot of guys that don't smile a lot and are just sort of, you know, angrier type of players. They play with a chip on their shoulder. Damn good basketball team. And they've been putting money in people's pockets. Look, home dogs tonight, despite the fact they had a nine-game win streak. Yeah, and you know, we got to come up with the term. We do the falling knife for teams that are like slumping. We need something for these red hot like teams that are on a run. Maybe like don't get in front of a rocket launching. I don't know. We got to come up with something because that's don't, what. Don't stand in front of a moving tank. Yeah, moving <laughs> tank. Like or, or, yeah, yeah like, we'll, we'll come up with something that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it's I really the opposite of a falling knife, right? It's a rising knife. Because we could say, don't try to catch a rising knife. Because yeah, Memphis is red hot and you got to play these streaks, especially in the NBA. But if you look at it, Gabe, it's defense, defense. You know, I mean, that's what's been really strong for them in a lot of these games. I know they're giving up points still, but the pace has been extremely fast, and that's one of the reasons they've had some overs until recently as well. Um, but they've been playing a lot better on the defensive end. They've been shooting well offensively, and that's how you end up putting like a 9- or 10-game win streak together. Well, that's the thing. In, in today's NBA, you could be a good defensive team and still give up 110 points, right, right. and 112 points because it's all relative. Doesn't mean like only good defensive teams or oh, we held them to 89 points uh, every night. There's so many possessions, as Steve just stated, uh, the paces of the game are so quick because they're aggressive. I'm telling you, they're like a street basketball. Like they're like they're like a street team, right? Like they, they just crash the boards. They don't just like let you get the rebound, Steve. They'll fight for it. Like even if you get it, they'll try to just rip it out of your hand. And Jamarat, man, his kid's relentless, man. He just takes it to the rack relentlessly. He still doesn't get the superstar calls. He will eventually. Um, but a fun basketball team uh, to watch. So, uh, Steve, let's talk some NFL football. And I got to tell you, man, my prediction as far as the Raiders and the Bengals point spread was way off. It, 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 opened, it was like six, six and a half. And I was like, guys, it's going to go up. Nobody's going to want to take the Raiders. Nobody's going to believe in the Raiders. Uh, especially the Raiders playing on a short week, not to mention the Bengals beat them easily. Uh, I get, you know, not easily, but you know, the game was closer than that final score was 32, 13. It was closer than the final score would indicate, but I'm surprised there's such a market right now for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, dude, there were three point home dogs against the chargers on their home field. Now they're going and they're taking on a red hot Cincinnati Bengal team and all the way down to four and a half right now at FanDuel. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, let's just do the math. Like you said, I would think we could all agree. Probably the Bengals are as good as the Chargers, right? Better than the Chargers. Right, right. So just say they're equal, correct? That would be three at L at Las Vegas, right? Three points each way for home field. And once again, that's being generous because in the postseason, you can make an argument it's worth maybe four points to go to Cincy for a hot weather team like the Raiders. So that just goes from three to nine, even 10. I thought it'd be like 10. 
So, you know, my first thought was that Burrow is not healthy still. He sat out last week kind of as a precaution, obviously, but he was a little banged well, we up. We all know he's playing, right? right. They're saying dancing he's, in a locker room after right. the game. Well, they're Come saying on. he's – and not only is he playing, Gabe, they're saying he's healthy, ready to go. So it doesn't make sense to me. And then on top of that, one thing I was thinking as I was watching that Sunday night game, other than the fact this is going to definitely end in a tie, the second thing I was thinking is oh, that – Oh, I hit a 7-1 to one to go to overtime. I didn't bet to go the tie, but I knew. When Steve, did you play that? I played it in like um, – Late in the second quarter, type thing. Okay. Before I tweeted half. it out. It was documented. Like I tweeted it out, and I said, uh, "I said just took this game to go to overtime. Yes, plus seven hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. I mean, I, I was looking for like like three way push bets, you know, and tie bets, like in soccer. Well, I just sort of thought I was watching it, and I was like, "How is this not going to end up going overtime?" That's <laughs> like, and I brought it up, Steve. I said, "Guys, the Raiders and the Chargers go to overtime in the best of circumstances. They're so evenly matched, right?" Right. Right, and they both benefit from a tie. So, I mean, everything about it pointed to, like, an overtime tie. What did you think of them kicking a field goal? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I've been looking forward to talking to you about all this because, I mean, first of all, the Chargers calling the timeout with 38 seconds just made no sense whatsoever. I mean, the only thing I could figure is that he told the guys, look, give them the first down and nothing more. Maybe That's the only logic you could have, that he wanted to make sure they knew what was going on. But no, He's a moron. He should have stood there and let the Raiders kill the clock. That's right, and they weren't going to attempt a 50-some-yard field goal attempt. I don't think they would have. They wouldn't have been smart no, to do it. No, of course they wouldn't have. I thought it was dumb to kick the field goal as is, What? but I will say this. Had they won the game, had they tied the game, they would have played at Kansas City. Winning the game gets them Cincinnati. Now, I think Cincinnati is a very tough matchup, but That's they are point. young, inexperienced, and, and the Burrow Chiefs is own their ass. Up. The Chiefs always right. kill the Raiders. You're right. That's a very good point. So I think for that reason, it made sense to attempt the field goal, but I still think I'm not sure I would have done it. It was a long field goal. Still, it could have been a little low, could have been blocked. Well, the one that was the, the 1%. Ch- exactly. There's always that. I've compared it to sort of like when the game's over and you intercept the ball, you're supposed to go down, right? Yeah, and that's what they were saying last night, by the way. If you watch that replay, <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, get down, get down. He's pointing to the ground. Oh, yeah, the, the entire coaching staff, everyone was yeah, running, running down like the three side. times. Yeah, he's like, get down, get yeah, down. Yeah, whatever. This is the, the moment of my life. I'm not getting down for anybody. Like, this kid's like, no way. I'm I was taking laughing this too, out. None of the announcers pointed it out. I saw it two or three times on the replay, and they're like, he's so excited. I'm like, he's not excited. He's yelling, get down, get down. He's pointing to the ground. I mean, it's just he's got are clueless, but hey, look, I thought the line would be higher in this game. Um, when I thought it was going to be a tie, I'm thinking both, you know, San Diego, LA, San Diego, LA, and Vegas are going to both be play against teams. Uh, the difference is that I think the Raiders have been kind of a false team all season. What was yeah, it like a month? Not, now they get this. Now they get the short week, though. And they, they played a Sunday night. Now they get the first game up. All right, we'll break it down to more on the other side. Steve Merrill, wager talk. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. 
And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. And I actually told people, I said, guys, if you like the Raiders, wait this out. It's going to hit seven. I think it might hit seven and a half. And then it went to six, you know, it went back to six. And then I woke up and it was like, hey, look, it's five and a half. And now it's just getting crazy. Now it's like, so Steve, when you add it up, just as far as the logic is concerned, as I mentioned, I don't, I don't like overreacting to that stuff. I think that's a thing of the past. All oh, the West Coast teams playing at this time and that. I don't fully buy into that. But. I do buy into a team playing a gut-wrenching emotional game against a division rival that went to overtime on a Sunday night that played into the late night hours, and you get the first game up on Saturday on you know in Ohio against a Bengal team that already beat you down uh, earlier this year. They beat them 32-13 on the road in Vegas. Yeah, and nothing misleading about it either. I mean, they had 159 rushing to 72. I mean, everything about it was legit. Well, and they were a much better team. I watched the game. Right. I, I had the Bengals and I had the over, and it stayed just under the number because the Raiders couldn't get anything going. And, and you know what it was? The Bengals moved the ball a lot, Steve. They just sort of stalled in the red zone. It was one of those games. And just like two weeks after that, the Bengals lose to the Chargers by 19 at home. I mean, that's how much better the Chargers Well, that's the, the AFC, isn't it, man? It yeah. is whack, huh? That's, that's well, the one again, thing. How, how fortunate the Raiders were to even beat the Chargers probably on Sunday night. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that the Raiders have now won four straight, three in a row as an underdog. Denver barely has a dog against Denver, but a big win against the Colts on the road is over a touchdown dog. The huge Sunday night win against the Chargers. So it's their third straight game in a row here, which you're going to have to win outright as a dog. Actually, fourth straight, they'll have to win outright as a dog. It's on the short week. And like you said, you know, as I said, I thought it was beneficial to play Cincinnati, win the game. But yeah, if they get the tie, they actually get an extra day and a half off because it would have been the Sunday night game in KC. So yet another reason kicking that field didn't make a lot of sense. Um, if you look at the overall statistical numbers this year, these teams are pretty even offensively, and the Raiders actually have better yards per play defensive numbers, but I think that's misleading. Uh, the Raiders have been a little bit of a phony team. What was it, a month and a half ago, they were like the fifth worst statistical like margin of scoring team in the league, like in the, you know halfway through the season. They had that phony overtime against Baltimore in week one. So, yeah, I don't get it, and I'm definitely a little surprised the line wasn't higher. I thought I was going to be contrarian, sort of, and maybe consider taking the Raiders at plus seven and a half or something. You know what right. I mean? Right, because everyone they got no chance. Exactly. Yeah, one of those nobody believes in this team. Nobody. I'm sure the Raiders, <laughs> Steve, remember like Alabama kids against Cincinnati. Uh, we're the underdogs against. Like, no, you're not. You're two touchdown favorites. But I guarantee you, Steve, the Raiders are. Someone on the Raiders could do an interview this week, Steve. And they're going to say, nobody's believed in us, nobody this. And like, and I like to tell them, actually, a lot of people believe in you. Everyone's been betting you all week, all right? So, they, <laughs> so people are putting their hard-earned money uh, on you. They believe in you so much. So uh, four, four and a half, 49 in that football game. And, you know, interesting, the number was four and a half, Steve, in the Bills game. And uh, that came down to four right now. And all the talk about that game is how cold it's going to be. 
and it is going to be it's going to be pretty cold. It's going to be bitter cold. I get it. But Steve, you and I always talk about it: wind, wind, wind. And it's really not going to be all that windy, man. It's like nine mile an hour winds, but it is going to be very cold. Yeah, and of course, I mean, the first thing that jumps out once again is, you know, will New England run the ball every single play? I doubt it because Belichick basically does the exact opposite of what you ever expect or what he did last. Um, but that, of course, was the huge thing about that Monday night game last month was that, um, you know, they ran the ball will. every single play. I yeah, and it, and it worked. I think he'll try. Worked. I think they'll sort of give it a shot and see if it works again, right, in the cold. Yeah, and what's funny, though, is Buffalo going into that game had one of the best run defenses in the league. And statistically, they still have a pretty good run D, even with all those yardages in that game. You yeah, know, but you two- know what, Steve, about that? You're right. They went up and down the field. I just want to jump in as a Bills fan, and I've, I've, you know, whatever, because people are like, oh, it's embarrassing. And yeah, whatever. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like, they threw a ball three times and you lose a football game. But they did hold them to 14 points, Steve. Right. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? So, it's so 200- yeah, they went up and down the field, but they scored 14 points. You can't, like, call the defense out for that. Yeah, and the yardage in that game, by the way, as you know, was a 241 to 240. And the Bills were one for five in the red zone. Or 230. Yeah, 241 to 230. So Buffalo. And when, when they replayed, Steve, what happened? The Bills showed their class, right? In, in good weather. And it wasn't exactly. great weather. They showed their class. Yeah, I think the rematch is much more indicative because that's what you could say as well. Yeah, they didn't do it the second time. And by the way, New England ran 27 times through 32 times in the rematch two weeks later. Um, but yeah, once again, the weather is, you know, kind of where you're going once again, are they going to run the ball? But if you, like you said, if there's not wind, it really negates the cold. I think the cold is vastly overrated. Buffalo players are used to it. They live up there. Um, you know, I, I think as long as we don't have wind or snow, which it doesn't look like, you know, it won't be a huge factor. It is a late game though. It's gonna be very cold, obviously Saturday night up there. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be cold. 10 degrees. <laughs> so, That's yeah. cold. Yeah, same 10. <laughs> That's some real East Coast weather. What's it like in Virginia? I know you, you were saying oh, it's yeah, cold. You know, this is the coldest week of the year. We're like low 20s, and it, it ain't yeah. fun. But, yeah. you know, the funny thing is I've 10 played degrees, in games. 10 degrees, Steve, 10-mile-an-hour winds in Buffalo. That's, that's not bad. That's I've no played bad. in the low 30s before with short sleeves, and I'm hot. You're hot and sweating. And I remember the one guy that didn't get in was literally having frostbite. So there's a huge difference when you're playing and not playing. Um, but yeah, that's still cold. The ball's going to be hard. You know, that's another thing, but they switch them in so much now and they probably have warmer. And, and it's really exactly. not yeah. like the frozen, it's not like NFL films, bro. In the old days, like there's, right. they have heaters underneath the grass and stuff in these stadiums now. Like, yeah. so like, it's not the, the grass say soft. You know what I mean? It's not like it never becomes hard. And like, I'm not saying it's fun for them, but at the same point in time, it's not like the old days. Right, and, and they got heaters on the sideline. Like it's it's not that bad, as you stated. Like, dude, you see people jogging all the time in bad weather, right? When you're working out and stuff, uh, and you're out there, it's when they stand around on the sidelines. Funniest story I, I heard: uh, our boy uh, Dave Anderson, he played for the Broncos, the Texans, at Colorado State, but like he's like a California kid, all right? And he told me a story, Steve, about how it was like his first like really cold weather game, okay? And he's at Colorado State, and he's a freshman. And he says, man, it's bad, bad. Like, it's one of those Colorado State, like, it's brutally, brutally, brutally cold. And he's freezing his ass off, and he's regretting going there in his mind. You know what I mean? He's like, God, how do I, why am I here? Like, why did I end up here, man? And he's not, you know, he's a freshman who played, so he put his helmet on the heater. They have these heaters, Steve, right? So right. he put his helmet on top of the heater. And then they look over to him, and they're like, hey, Anderson, you're in. All right, so it's kind of look. The metal was on fire. Probably. He grabs his helmet. Yeah. He puts the helmet on. <laughs> it set his hair on fire. Wow. So he's a freshman, but he didn't want to look like. So he's trying to put the fire out, and his hair starts going on fire, and his helmet and stuff like that. Because <laughs> I asked him, he he used to be on our network with us. He didn't get live on Sundays with me, Steve. And I asked him, 
What's it like in like really cold weather? And he goes, let me tell you a story. He goes, I set myself on fire once. It's <laughs> the guy, Steve, played in Super Bowl, Broncos, and yeah. like, set himself on. He goes, yeah, I set myself on fire at Colorado State once. He goes, they had those cheap heaters in the helmet. <laughs> too, too good. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's definitely easier now, even than when he played. Probably as far as the uh, comfort. Oh yeah, yeah. It's they're, definitely they're, not like you said the frozen. Remember the old days? They had those sort of like crazy things. They would just blow heat at you. It was almost like a flame coming out of it. <laughs> it was oh, like yeah. a cannon. I'm... Like nowadays, they have like these modern like cool heaters. Like the old days, you used to have these like things would just blow, and it was like man, I think this thing's dangerous. Because I mean, uh, it was an issue with like kicking too, because that ball would be hard as a rock, doesn't oh, travel yeah. as far. So that's why you know keeping the balls warm and bringing them in and out too. I mean, otherwise you do worry about scoring. But yeah, I'm seeing extremely cold, clear conditions. Uh, I think it's probably vastly overrated. What about the point spread at four? I think it's a little light. I think the Bills are going to handle their business. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it's going to be a track meet, Steve. You know, twenty to ten, twenty to thirteen, twenty-three sixteen or whatnot. I just think the Bills will win by you know. It's a weird number four, but I'm actually comfortable with it. I'm more of an underdog better too, Steven. Even the Bengals, I'm 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 intrigued by the Bengals at this low price right now. But what about the price with the Bills here at four in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, you, you think of New England, you see New England in a playoff game, you're like the vastly experienced team, right? Because Belichick, but it's no longer Brady. You've got a true rookie quarterback making his playoff debut. And he's debut been looking like a rookie the, recently. Right, on the road. And whereas you've got a Josh Allen who went to the AFC Championship game last year. So there's definitely an experience edge also uh, for Buffalo in this game and at the quarterback position. And, you know, Burrow is young, but Derek, Derek Carr was out back in, what was it, 2015 when he won the MVP. He missed that playoff game due to injury. So yeah, Burrow's young, but either. he's a killer. Yeah, right. and, and look, Carr, he won the national championship. A, right, and Carr's never played in a playoff game either. So it's like it's a wash there, basically. But it is something you have to look at, Gabe. I do think experience at the quarterback position is a definite handicapping factor you got to look at in these first rounds of the playoff. You know what, Carr um... – you're right. He didn't play in that Raider game going back. He got hurt, and Connor Cook played for the Raiders, right. Steve. Good call. We're be, going back to 2017, yeah. Okay, was it 17? Yeah, I knew yeah, it was. Yeah. Was a he got hurt. He was the quarterback of the Raiders that guided in the playoffs, but you remember he got hurt, and Connor Cook had to start that playoff. Yeah, game. I mean, he had basically had an MVP season that year. I mean, it was really unfortunate for the Raiders. Kind of set yeah. him back for a couple of years, I think. And um, They haven't you know, made the playoffs since. You're exactly right. They right. haven't made the playoffs think- since that game. By the way, how do you like this stat? I meant to put this on Twitter. Well, hard to make so, the playoffs when you're moving every year, Steve. Well, that's <laughs> Sorry, the thing. How, how about how about this though? It's the first time since 1961 that a team has had a midseason coaching change and made the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's remarkable. If you told me that, I would have said no. It's happened. I, I mean, know you figure some stooge got hired midseason and fell yeah, out. Somebody had to step down while, for yeah. health reasons. You know, having a good season. I mean, that's really this remarkable. It's got to be the first time a team has made the playoffs in three different cities or something, too. I, like, yeah, Las cool Vegas, study. Oakland, Los Angeles. Yeah, what about the Rams? They've been in L.A., St. Louis. St. Louis. LA. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they were in Orange County before. Anaheim. Yeah, but it same was LA. City, were, yeah, yeah. yeah, same city. I'm trying to think. You got me now on that one. I'm no, it's, to... it's a random kind of random sports stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely sure there's never been four. I'm not sure there has been three. Probably not. It's kind of a weird thing. I mean, yeah, make, make the NFL playoffs. Same team name in three different cities. Yeah, three legitimate cities, like different name cities, like Oakland, L.A., and um, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a pretty. I guess cool the Colts, Baltimore, and Indianapolis. No, that's but two, and like not not three though. That's what I'm saying, not three. Well, so the Washington, Washington Cubs, was the yeah, Washington was the Boston Braves back in the third. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, like, I was gonna yeah, say, double. I'm sure we're gonna go to the St. Louis Browns or something in 1906 right, but, or something. But, like but yeah, that. but I don't not sure there's been. Yeah, well, yeah, if you go that far, maybe there's been. I don't three. even know. Like I'm just throwing out like you yeah, said. Yeah, the like modern franchises teams. since the 60s. I oh, think, Steve. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely. You got into baseball, bro, in the late 1800s. There's teams we've never heard of, Steve. That were big league teams. We're like, who? What? Like they what? Are you? Like yeah, it gets tricky if they're the same franchise or not. Like Pittsburgh then wasn't Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh now. They're like Boston or something. So, yeah, it gets tricky. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I just, I just throwing it out there. All right. That's the Super Bowl era. I like it. Three different cities. They're Time cute. is flown by here, Steve. Hang in here. We'll bang off one more set. I want to get to the rest of the NFL game. Play not anger match for Kyle. Continue. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am RNC breaking it down. Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates in the Armed Forces Radio Network as well. WagerTalk.com, ProSportsInfo.com. Steve Merrill kicking it with us right now. Talking NFL playoffs, just crunching some of these midweek uh, numbers uh, right now as the playoffs uh, rapidly approach. Kickoff Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time. And amazingly enough, the point spread is down to four and a half uh, right now. Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern, Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks laying eight and a half, total 49, Steve. And you remember last year in the playoffs, it was actually Washington of all teams that gave them the toughest game, and it was the first yeah. game, right? And that was the one. It was like, whoa, man, it's kind of, you know, wow, this game's still undecided or up in the air with, you know, seven or eight minutes left. And then they sort of, they dialed it up a notch as they went on. Can, can Philadelphia sneak in here? What did you think of the number here at eight and a half? And I just keep looking at this total and believe that it's going to go over the number, Steve. I just think there's going to be points in this football game. Yeah, I mean, that was Heineke. Taylor Heineke played pretty well last year in that playoff game as well. Game for of Washington. his life. And yeah, it's, and, um, yeah, Tampa didn't look sharp there. And keep in mind, they had to go through Green Bay as an underdog just to make the Super Bowl. You know, they weren't the number one team coming into the playoffs. Everyone forgets how good Green Bay was last year and this year again with the number one seed. Um, but it's hard to bet against Brady and company, obviously, in, a, in a, an important game. Yeah. And you do just worry here again. You know, I know the Eagles kind of rested some guys last week. You know, Hurts didn't play a ton. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, big game experience like Mac Jones at Alabama, you know, in college, Oklahoma. But here again, you got some inexperience on that Eagles side as far as playoffs go in recent years. And Tampa checks all the boxes. I thought they'd make it around nine. Obviously, Tampa minus eight and a half makes a pretty good teaser. You get them down to two and a half. Um, that's basically a straight-up win situation. So if you are concerned about some of the offensive injuries and lack of players, uh, Tampa on a teaser at two and a half or less looks pretty strong. 
How about this team? I'm putting together just as we talk. Um, putting each each team in a money line parlay. Just let's just see what it adds up to. Yeah, that too. I, I would yeah, think so you know, far, definitely on a money line too. Cincinnati Bengals. You would agree. Cincinnati should win the game, right? I mean, Cincinnati, sure. uh, but Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and this is where I shake things up, though, Steve. I like the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. So that's really going to help the parlay because it's plus 140 on the money line. Right. Uh, Cowboys lay three. Total 50 and a half. This is a big time game, Steve. Big time yeah, I thought, game. I thought this line actually was going to be a little bit higher. Um, I think the odds makers have done a good job realizing yeah. how good San Francisco has been the last couple months. This I know you can just give us the hook, eh? even at three and a half, huh? Yeah, I really <laughs> thought it was going to be more than three. Because once again, on the blind, I think you got to say home field's worth at least three now in the playoffs. Um, and Dallas has probably been the better team overall this season. But in the last couple months, I mean, I San don't buy in, Steve. Steve, let me just throw you. So they're 12 and five on the season, six and oh in that division. And that division's right, not very right. good. No, it's awful. I mean, by the way, the Giants, I mean, by far the worst team in the NFL right now. I mean, the Jaguars, an impressive win against the Colts. Well, at least they know. fired Joe Judge. Like, that's a start. Like, that, that offense was so bad. It's, <laughs> it's as the last three, four weeks. And I know they don't have Daniel Jones, but I mean, still. Well, remember, people really- hated on Daniel Jones all the time. And you see what happens when he's not there. You can't even get a first down. Exactly right, and you wonder how maybe Jones is an all-pro because he's doing anything with how bad that all offensive line is and the supporting cast. So, yeah, it's really bad there in New York, and I think that's an excellent point, Gabe, and goes back to the Eagles as well, right? I mean, a team we just talked about, they're also out of that division. How about this, Steve? You talked about so since Joe Judge got there, they had the worst-scoring offense. This is the last two years, so he went 10-20 and 20 for free uh, as far as his one-loss record. Steve, they averaged 15.6 points per game. Yeah, it's awful. Offensive efficiency, 31.7. Yards per play, 4.8. Oh, God. Yeah, like 4.8. Put that uh, in perspective. The Cowboys averaged 6.2. The 49ers averaged 6.3 this season. It's like not even like the same sport. No, I mean, like, even, how do you compete when you're giving five, up? Like, five, and how many plays a game does a team, average. Steve, run in a, in a game? 60, 70? Like how many? 60, we, 50? How many yeah, how, how many plays like you know what I mean does a the team run? About sixty, and and yeah. by the way, the average is about five point seven yards per play. So the Giants are a good twenty percent below the league average. I'm play. no mathematician Every- like you, Steve, but even I can figure out this math isn't good, right? Like it yeah, doesn't. Gabe, on a serious note, though, we talked about this last Friday with the Thunder. Remember, I said how god awful they are offensively. Hey, they cover, man. They do though. That's what's so crazy, isn't it? Because it's really hard to back bad <laughs> offensive teams. You know, I know really they good. have a couple of good players that score all the time. So you've always sort of got a chance. But how about this, Steve? Points per drive, New York Giants last year, one point five. Oh God! Like it, dude, like like run this is like. <laughs> Fifteen God, points a game. I mean, that's just off on its own. I mean, that, come on, it's like Rutgers. Like this is like what are you? The Jets are bad. Like oh yeah, disgrace. That's what I'm just saying about the Cowboys, guys. Oh, the Cowboys, this, the Cowboys, that. Yeah, they went 6-0 and in that division. And, oh, yeah, the Eagles didn't even try in the last game to take one of those away. Yeah, look at who they played. All the non-division teams in the last month since mid-November, they beat New Orleans. That was it. But they lost to Kansas City, lost to yeah, Vegas. And New Orleans' and, quarterback and, then? When they lost, yeah, and they, exactly, and they lost to Arizona. So throughout the New Orleans game, they lost to KC, Vegas, and Arizona, the three playoff teams they faced and they beat the Eagles in a meaningless game on Saturday. So I think there's definitely some concern about and that schedule. And look at San Francisco. We've been battle-tested, Steve. Battle. Come, came back from 17 nothing against the Rams. Right. Beat, beat, the, beat the Rams, beat the Bengals, beat the Vikings. Came back in the Bengal game. There lost was only three to the Titans. We're all, almost the number one seed. Only lost by three. You're more of a numbers guy, Steve, but the Niners just have more heart and grip, bro. You know what I mean? They're just, they, they've been there. They made it to the Super Bowl. They find a way. The Cowboys, to me, they're... 
when the going like when 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 it really matters, I don't trust McCarthy. I don't trust Kellen Moore, and I don't trust Dak Prescott. I like the Niners, Steve. Yeah, if you look at the yards per play, they're both point six better offensively. Cowboys negative point one defensively. Niners plus three. So. They're better on both sides of the ball when you break it down. The scoring numbers favor Dallas, but there again, like you said, Gabe, a little misleading because of the weaker schedule. Uh, Steve Merrill, wager talk, kick it with us. All right, Steve, the big Ben Roethlisberger Cinderella story continues. What do you think about this number here at 12 and a half? I mean, they smashed them earlier this year when they played. You know, it's amazing that Pittsburgh managed to actually make the playoffs. And now they get the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. Total is 46, Steve, 12 and a half. What do you make it? What did you think of the number of this one? Yeah, never in doubt that the Steelers would make the postseason, right? They, oh, yeah, uh, the, ja- the, the Jaguars had to win outright as a 15-point dog, which by itself was remarkable. But no, Pittsburgh- it wasn't. It wasn't because we talked about it. You know, they, you know what I mean? The, the Colts hadn't won there since 2014. I took the Jags plus the points, but I can't lie to you, Steve. I wasn't on the money line, and come on. I didn't think the Colts would really choke again there. Well, I mean, they not only had to have them win at lose outright as a two-touchdown favorite, but they had to win as a dog at Baltimore, which they barely did in overtime. And then on top of that, it wasn't a done deal if, Sandy, if uh, L.A. Chargers and the Raiders, as we talked about, tie, which looked like it was going to happen. So, Did I you mean, see the two Steeler fans look like a father? I saw that. And I was they're thinking like, about that, so too. They're like, like, oh, God, they're all stressed. They planned to go to that game. Like, they probably had tickets for weeks. I was thinking about that. And then it turns into, like, as long as. Yeah, they, they could, probably just happen to be in Vegas or something. Or right, right. or they're locals that are done from Pennsylvania. I don't know. we got to find out. Gabe, here, I think they're, my guess is they're probably, yeah, one of the other tourists or locals, but would they have, did they decide to wear the Steelers jersey because all they needed was one team to win? Like, would they have done yes. it the night before? Yes, yes. I think they were, like, as the representatives there, like a delegation. You know what I mean? They're so, like, like they, they could root for either team. All they needed was for one team to win. Yeah, and it I was mean, just funny seeing fans <laughs> talk to them during the game. They were all like, can you? Like they were, it was insane. Uh, what a game. It was so, I mean, wild. Pittsburgh's on, like, borrowed time, though. I don't know how you – I mean, I guess that's kind of a good thing. They probably play loose. Play I mean, money, exactly. But they just the feeling this is another one of those Kansas City wins but non-covers like they've done for two straight years now. You know, they've won more games without covering than any team in recent history. What, what about – so they beat them 36-10. All right, they beat them um, – they beat them 36-10. I think it was a Sunday nighter, that one, right? Yeah. Uh, they beat them 36-10. So I find it interesting, Steve, that the total is exactly 46 here right now. Yeah, and it was 44 in that game on Chris the day after Christmas, Boxing Day. So that was like two weeks ago. And, um, yeah, it was 44. It landed 46. Uh, nothing too misleading. Kansas City had a 3-0 turnover edge, gave up about 300 yards. Uh, they moved the ball for almost uh, 400 yards themselves. Probably a little bit closer than a 36-10 game, but some of that was in garbage time. And finally, we're a little ways away, obviously, right now. So we're not, you know, we're not giving you a pick right now for the Arizona-Los Angeles game. But interesting divisional tilt here, Steve. And, um, you know, the Rams, you know, the Rams are sort of like the Bills. I've compared these two teams a lot. Like the Rams can look great in one half and you're like, wow, this team looks like a real Super Bowl contender, man. Like, I don't know if anyone can beat this team the way they're playing right now. And then an hour later, you're like, man, this team is terrible. Like, man, you have, what are you doing? Like, Right. And they just sort of there's the polar opposites, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, dichotomy, right. whatever, whatever we want to say. Um, and quite frankly, Arizona are pretty pretty erratic and schizophrenic in their own right. 
Yeah, the Cardinals are one in four straight up in ATS their last five. You know, they've been about as cold as anybody in the league. And it was so. the one that was the one Dallas game, right? That was the one when they went on the road. Yeah, Dallas. I mean, so there again, that doesn't speak well for Dallas, right? I mean, it's like the Dallas beats the Cardinals. I'm sorry, they beat Dallas and they lost the other four games on each side. And uh, the Rams, by the way, I know we've talked about this stat before. That was the first time the past 44 games the McVay blew a halftime lead. They'd been 43-0 and and leading at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I remember I talked about that years ago, so it yeah, finally it kept, happened. Yeah. It kept winning. I know, it kept winning, and uh, perfect point, like you said, Rams have a 17-0 first half lead. They get outscored 24-7 the rest of the way. Um, or, I'm sorry, they get outscored 27-7 the rest of the way against the Niners on Sunday. So we'll see which team bounces back off bad showings last week. Um, these are two really good teams, though, I think. And I think that Buffalo-New England game is a really good game as well. It's kind of a shame someone's got to go out in the first round among those squads. If if you look, Steve, at that division, there seems to be a lot of, of hey, this guy's 5-0 and against this coach. That guy doesn't beat this guy. You know what I mean? With Shanahan, Kingsbury, McVay. I mean, look, like like Shanahan owns McVay, 6-0 and right now. 6-6-0 six, six and in the last six, right, yeah. against him. But without being stated... Um, Arizona, Kingsbury hadn't beaten him, and McVeigh has owned, absolutely owned Arizona. But I don't want to go back to too far back when when Kingsbury and Murray weren't there. But going back, Steve, the last four times that they played, uh, the Rams have beaten them outright uh, three of the times. Yeah, and I know Stafford doesn't have a ton of recent playoff experience with the Lions, you know, but here again, I kind of feel like he's the quarterback I'd probably rather have in this game against a younger he's Murray. He's the one so. I don't trust. He's the one guy yeah, that's my one worry. I get, I get that. I mean, I know what you mean, though. I think the Rams can slow Arizona down, Steve. I, I see that thought process, but come on. I've got my concerns, man, about Stafford, but I think Stafford can get it done on Monday, and then Stafford will fall apart like against a really good team on the road. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely. You know, he's like a Mac Jones. He's like these other guys. Like, he's got a lot of potential, but hasn't been in the playoff situation. You know, Murray might go out there and just be fantastic also. He could also be like Lamar Jackson and just stink up the joint. There's a lot of uncertainty. These guys have not been there before. Um, you know, Josh Allen probably as experienced as anybody right now. And, yeah, and he's erratic too. I know. He's trust me. Too. I'm a Bills he's fan. Yeah. He's erratic as well. Like Josh, even it, it, same thing. Like we talk about the consistency. That's the thing with the Bills as well. The Bills, I'm telling you, the Bills and the Rams, they could play in the Super Bowl. They really could. Like, okay, I wouldn't shy. Hey, Bills versus Rams in the Super Bowl. I just don't think Stafford has it in him to, to win three games to get to the Correct. Super Bowl. I could see the Bills doing it more. But I'm just stating, like, they both have a hard time, Steve, playing consistent, like, elite football for 60 consecutive minutes. There's right? 12 quarterbacks this week. I think Brady, Roethlisberger, and Mahomes are the only three you could say have a lot of experience, you know, in the postseason. Yeah, yeah we'll say Ben has too much experience, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, it's a, it's like a half a Roethlisberger, right? It's, the other half's been eaten already. So, I mean, half a burger. Yeah, I mean, it's really like, the I think slider, Brady and Mahomes. Sliders. A mini, so so a the slider. 12 quarterbacks, there's only like two. And Derek Carr, but then again, Derek Carr's never played a playoff game, right? So it's like, there's only two you could really trust, and that's probably Actually, Mahomes. It seems Brady. to be a theme, Steve. There's a lot of guys in the playoffs this year sort of been around that haven't really done it in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I don't think pressure will good. be an issue. I think it'll, yeah. I think they're, they're, I don't like pressure, but Stafford's the one. I'm just telling you guys, Stafford, we, we all know it. We all say it out loud. You know, Stafford is as shaky as a rookie is, as crazy as it sounds come, yep. coming into this. All right, uh, Steve, great stuff. We'll catch up with you on the television side of things on Friday. Thanks a lot. WagerTalk.com, fight Steve and his videos and his picks and everything else in between. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Three minute warning. <laughs> Level three. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. It really was uh, once again this evening. Thanks to Steve Merrill, Andrew McKinnis, and uh, Keith Smith for joining us on the program. You know how we roll on the Wicked Wednesday. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart will step up and in. Ian Cameron, AK Babam. We've got a special Saturday night treat uh, for you this Saturday night on Sirius XM Channel 159. Uh, we'll, we will be on live during the uh, Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots game. Uh, normally, I do the Sunday afternoon game. And um, this year, well, we've moved around over the years, obviously. We've been on at all times of the day on Sundays, it seems, over the years. Uh, but uh, we've, been doing, we've been doing the 4 o'clock. Uh, we've been doing the late games all year. Right? We've been doing the late games all year. But once the playoffs arrive every year here at Sports Grid, I just sort of follow the Buffalo Bills. And uh, we'll take it week by week. We'll see how long, how long the Bills last, how far they can advance. Uh, but uh, I'll be on live Saturday night. And our uh, co-host, our partner in crime, will be Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, who will join us tomorrow night. So it'll be spend your Saturday night with me and Babano watching the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to win. Shout out to Sooner Lisa uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. Have a great night, uh, Lisa. Thanks for tuning in, uh, as always. So, looking at the overnight basketball uh, right now, something you know, it's all about the props. The NBA is a tricky league, man, and it's tough to get picks overnight, especially when you never know what the you know the lineup is going to be. But I'm looking at the number here with the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings, and the number first off, the number looks short here, and secondly. Uh, Malik Monk has been on fire, man, as far as three-point shots are concerned. It's two and a half uh, right now. I think he's going to hit three or more. Tune in at 6 o'clock Eastern. We'll break it all down. We'll have some picks. San Diego State's game against Wyoming shut down, and their weekend is shut down as well. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.